on today's show. Is Jalen Brown gettable for the Dallas Mavericks now? We'll talk about that and more trades on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, and subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below in the comment section name one player the Mavericks should trade for this offseason just one this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook official sportsbook partner of Locked On make every moment more visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us I was talking to some people one guy was was confused about Christian Wood today and was like I just don't get it can you explain it to me we had a good text conversation about I it. I should so reply back to that. If you want to have some conversations, we can uh, subscribe. And it, it supports the show, too. Keeps us five days a week all throughout the offseason. We appreciate you. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The winged wonder, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I've had a couple of people uh, reach out and ask us uh, or ask me if if we get a, you know, a portion of the subtext. Uh, stuff if that's you know a way to support us that way yes we do that is correct so, that, that's why we're, we're that's why we're selling out <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> this is why we don't do we're not raising on money for locked on <laughs> this is why we do youtube and not spotify yeah uh, raising money for locked on <laughs> through the subtext no no yeah uh locked on is a really good deal for us and so we, we are getting paid through this and it's an extra revenue source for us and then that's why i say it does help us keep five days throughout the off season because there's you know we don't have to for the whole off season but we do <laughs> wanna, because we like want, it. want to give a shout out to our uh, brazilian friends who listen to the show my hey. mother-in-law is in from brazil and if you know suco maracujá it is the best juice oh, i thought you're to- i thought you're giving a toast i mean we can toast here what is that like a pine cove Wait. this is a 30 ounce bottle <laughs> Anyway, I'm just drinking some Maracujá right now, and it is the best, best stuff. And there you go. So, anyway, that's all that matters right now. This is also my mother-in-law who went to the Blazers game years ago. <laughs> years ago. At, when we first started this pod, and all she talked about was Zero, because Zero went off that game, uh, Damian Lillard, and uh, she still asks about Zero to this day. <laughs> and I will bring Hector Zeroni up the mountain. I drink. Don't know what that's from. Holes but. zero. You don't remember that movie? That uh, book? Gosh, <laughs> this is like my elementary. wife has the. My wife taught it in school, so I watched the movie like recently. Okay. Okay. Don't act like you have this like excuse for everything. I mean, you quote Avatar half the time. That's an amazing show. <laughs> Literally offended. <laughs> you teach that in fourth grade. They should. It's incredible. <laughs> Everyone should have to watch that show. I replied to you on something on Twitter the other day, and you didn't even reply back. Leach Report had an amazing finals graphic. I know. Where I said that's Jokic my was the avatar, and uh, and Jimmy Butler was the Fire Lord. 
It's not going to go well for Jimmy Butler if that's the case. I just want to – spoiler alert. But on today's show, we're going to get into some trade ideas. Isaac's got some trades. He's going to pitch them to me, including uh, can the Mavericks get Jalen Brown and can the Mavericks get Miles Turner on draft night? A couple of those. Those should be good. Uh, Isaac Harris, is Jalen Brown gettable now? Because I'm listening to some Ooh. podcasts today, some reporters and some people. Talk about Jalen Brown. And he's eligible for this Supermax – this five-year, $300 million extension or just deal from the Celtics because he made All-NBA. And he's not he's not worth that, right? Like, he's a great player, but $50 million a year, like, for a player that was just so exposed in, in that playoff run, like, everyone's talking about his handle and can he dribble and the, the turnovers and all that. Like, he just had a really bad, you know, definitely series, but pretty bad playoff run there. And uh, I, can the Celtics stomach that? And is he gettable? Should the Mavericks you know, be interested in that? But uh, but what's your take on Jalen Brown right now? I mean, his value is definitely low. I mean, it's probably the lowest it's been in a while, uh, especially because of the coming cost that it's going to take to keep him. I mean, for for a team like Dallas, I mean, man, if you can get Jalen Brown, you get Jalen Brown. Absolutely. Like This is one of the dudes that would fit alongside Luka perfect, um, even alongside Kyrie and, Kyrie and Luka. Yeah, Luka goes, hey, man. You can't dribble? That's fine. I love to dribble. I'll dribble all the time. You don't have to at all. Him and Kyrie are buds. Uh, he get more no, open I mean, shots with the Mavs than he, <laughs> than he is on the Celtics, that's for sure. I, I think a lot of these teams, you know, like the Portlands of the world, that are wanting to take the next step up. You know, I would be, you know, Houston, you know, with hiring Ime. Like, I would be calling Boston saying, what's the price? Yeah. Like, how, how low is the value right now? And I think teams would be willing to give up a lot of assets and to where like, yeah, if you start hearing stuff about like Portland, like Simon's and number three, I mean, if I'm Boston, I really think about something like that. Um, that's when you start asking yourself, okay, what does Dallas have to like even entertain it? Um, and I think you have to look at, you know, Dallas's assets and like, all right, you got the 10th pick, you got the future first, you got, uh, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and then you know you have all the contracts and stuff. It's like, are you willing? Are you willing to give up everything you have, all the assets you have for a Jalen Brown, or is it like, hey, I'm willing to give up three out of the four? So, for instance, I think this is the type of deal that, I mean, I think this is as best that Dallas could probably do. Um, I mean, you could throw Hardy into this, but let's say you know they call up Boston and they say, all right. Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Josh Green, the tenth pick, and the twenty twenty seven first unprotected. Boston says no. I, I don't think that's enough for him. Yeah, I agree. The problem is the problem. Even if the, Hardy's in that, I don't think they say no. The problem for the Mavericks is okay. So you're bringing in Jalen Jalen Brown. Are you assuming he's signed his like extension or whatever, or that he's he's signed some a kind extension? Of sign- he couldn't do the same extension, but yeah, some kind of sign in trade with him. Uh, and then, then you're trying to figure out, okay, if it's 40, even if it's like 40 million or something like that, can you do three $40 million players on one roster? Is Cuban going to pay for that? Like, cause then like, you're looking, know. then you're talking about the second tax saver at that Absolutely. Point. Yeah. That's, that's completely in play. If the Mavericks were to do something like this and add him to Luca and Kyrie and not just, you know, Luca and Jalen Brown, cause they're not going to take Kyrie. <laughs> they're not going to take Kyrie in a trade. I don't think he's going back to Boston anytime soon. <laughs> Now, and, and that's why ultimately when it comes to the Jalen Brown conversation, un, unless Kyrie went elsewhere, let's say Kyrie yeah. went somewhere else, whatever. Um, 
I just don't see the the trio of Kyrie, Luca, and Jalen Brown working out financially in Dallas. If Kyrie went elsewhere and then Dallas, you know, pivoted and try to push all their chips in for Jalen Brown, then uh, I think it'd be a great fit alongside Luca. But as currently constructed, I don't think Jalen Brown to Dallas happens. No, and and. Firstly, because the Mavericks don't have enough to give to them, right? Because we just yeah. we just put together the Mavericks' best trade offer, and we both agreed no. But the other side of it is, if you have three forty million dollar players, that's one hundred and twenty million, and the cap is one hundred and thirty four, and you have to have what thirteen other players, twelve other players <laughs> to be added to those guys. So it's hard to do with just fourteen million. You'd have to have a bunch of minimums, uh, and it, you'd basically be the Suns. You'd be what the Suns are right now, but. Coming up after the break, mm. l- let me tell you how Dallas can get involved in a Jalen Brown deal, but it's not Jalen Brown. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered all throughout the uh, the offseason, the playoffs. They have uh, a new no-sweat first bet, $2,500. $2,500 is your no-sweat first bet that you can uh, you get back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you can get up to that. You can put down $2,500 on something and get it back if you don't win. That's pretty crazy if that's your first bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, again, to get a no-sweat first bet. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and see what's available. They have the fi- they have to have the finals up. We talked about it the other day. Um, they got the NBA finals. The Nuggets now, minus 500. That means they got a ton of money on the Nuggets and then – yeah, they upped it because wasn't it minus 360? Didn't we say that yeah. yesterday? Uh, and so, yeah, they, the Nuggets are big favorites right now. Big in, big in like a playoff setting for the for the series. Uh, they were also an eight-point favorite yesterday in game one. They're now a nine-point favorite, so that's rising. If you want to get on the Nuggets, you might be a little too late on that. But anyway, go check out FanDuel again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Being part of the show, join the Raccoon Squad. Subscribe to the subtext. We appreciate all the support. And anytime we hear from you, by the way, don't DM me on Twitter anymore if if like we haven't DM because my Twitter my Twitter DMs are just so full of bots that I can't talk I can't respond to any of them anymore. So, uh, so like subscribe to the subtext trial and then text us. If you want to get in contact, that's the best way for me to respond because I no longer, I no longer can look at my Twitter DMS. It's so full of bots. Wow. You're important, bro. No, I'm just full of bots. So much, so many people (laughs) wanting me to like rep their crypto or to meet them somewhere (laughs) or to, uh, want to get to know me because of whatever. Oh my gosh. So many like you are, look like interesting person who can, who can we talk? Oh my gosh. Like it's insane. Anyway. All right. (laughs) We had to start. We started this podcast three different times, which is a bad sign for me. If, if you're doing a (laughs) podcast, Isaac knows having done this six years. So, all right, let's talk about Jalen Brown trades. Um, (laughs) here's a way. Man, I had you know I love coming up with fake trades. Um, I'm let's do this one first, and then I'm going to give you my favorite one that I came up with after this that includes Miles Turner. But mm. let's say Charlotte Raphael Barlow wrote the other day that Charlotte could be entertaining uh, trade downs from yeah. uh, from pick two. So they they are entertaining them. They're doing their due diligence. I yeah. think was his actual report that they are. So let's just say what what if Charlotte is just sick of being bad. And they entertain pick two for Jalen Brown. 
Yeah. What if it's a Charlotte gets Jalen Brown and JaVale McGee? Shout out. Good for them. <laughs> Boston gets pick two, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Bertons, and Kai Jones. Okay. And and Dallas gets Malcolm Brogdon and Gordon Hayward. So the Mavericks, so just because it's a Mavericks show, the Mavericks are getting Malcolm Brogdon, Gordon Hayward's crazy one-year contract. And you keep you keep pick ten, keeping the pick, but you're sending out Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Javale. You're getting getting off of Davis's contract, which is good, and getting off of Javale's, I guess, too, if you want to put it that way. Basically, for Dallas in this deal, would you rather have Tim and Maxi or Brogdon and Gordon Hayward? Tim and Maxi or Brogdon and Hayward. If you're assuming Bertons and Javale doesn't play next year, I know. <laughs> Well, Berton's not going to play because of yeah. his contract. He's not going to play wherever he goes. He'll play like 50 games. They're not. He's not getting anywhere close. To, what is it? 65 games he has to play. Yeah, he's he's no, not getting. Not, he's not getting not close touching to that. Um, man, Bro, the like the last thing of the last thing the recency bias on Brogdon is no because he you saw him hurt in that that conference finals and he, he wasn't good. But he just won six man or he just was close to six man of the year or won it. I think. I know. And so he's good. I would definitely take him over Tim for sure. The question is, is is it worth Maxi? And then with Gordon Hayward, like, he's just so hurt all the time. I don't know. And again, he's just but it's not, but it's one year. He's not a guaranteed. It's doing the you're doing the opposite of the KP deal then because you're then combining these bad salaries into one guy for yeah. one year. I um, think I would do it. I think I would do wouldn't? it because yeah, I think I would do it because you add Brogdon into the third like guard role. He'd be great, and you, you play him alongside Jaden Hardy off the bench. Um, you bring Gordon Hayward off the bench at that point. And he's also an expiring contract that like you can include him something else later on. You're keeping pick 10 in this deal. I'm not for sure Charlotte does this. Uh, just mo- moving out the second pick completely for Jalen Brown. I mean, how much better, I guess, LaMelo, Jalen Brown, Mark Williams, PJ Washington. It's only sure. if, if it's only if it gets weird with your boy Jordan trying to sell the team yeah. and he's like all right we gotta we gotta do some stuff like we gotta show some co- competency and competitiveness and they're yeah. like all right we need to do a win now trade and so then they're forced to do something and this is the one thing on the table for them i can see it in that sense but just in a vacuum like no i would just keep the second pick if, I, if i'm them and I, I have some kind of patience or some kind of length for whoever's like Mitch Kupchak or whoever's job is on, the line, is on the line. If I have any kind of staying power, I would just try and build it up. Okay. Here's, here's my favorite trade I came up with. I'm ready. This is a three team trade between Charlotte, Indiana and Dallas. Mm. And the idea behind this for me is could Indiana get Dallas's 10th pick to help them move up to the second spot? with Charlotte to get Brandon Miller for Indiana to say, we would love to form a, a core of Halliburton, you know, Brandon Miller and Matherin. Okay. Stay with me here. Okay. Charlotte for giving up the number two overall pick would get buddy Hild, Nimhard, Josh green seven and 10. It's pretty good. Yeah. Seven to ten. Indiana would get pick two, Terry Rozier and Bertons. 
I'm just really proud of you for doing a fake trade where Terry Rozier is in the deal and doesn't come to the Mavericks. I know. It was hard for me. <laughs> Dallas would get Miles Turner and 26. So the Mavericks are sending out Josh Green, the 10th pick. And Davis Bertans. And Davis's contract for Miles, Miles Turner. Miles Turner and the 26th pick. And the 26th pick. So at that point, yeah. let's just throw a couple names out who, who you're looking at at 26. I didn't go that far. Um, you're in the Kobe Bufkin, Kobe Jones, Ke- Keegan sure. Murray's brother. You're getting a player somewhere along along that route at that point. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're looking at a, you're taking a, taking a chance on somebody at that point. You're still adding a young guy, but the main thing is, it's you know, is Josh Green and pick ten worth Miles Turner? I, th- I, th- I think so. Okay. That one's that's uh, tough for me. Cause you know how much I love miles Turner. I just think that yeah. as a player, besides the fact that he doesn't roll very much is that he, he would just be so great. Cause he can space the floor and he defends the rim at a really high level. The Mavericks haven't had somebody like that literally since Tyson Chandler both times. Oh. And, and so, but the problem with the Mavericks is you don't want to give up two assets for one thing. Because you only yeah. have so many assets to entice and like to sweeten other trades to do things, and so in a vacuum, like yeah, of course that like, that would be worth it if you're another team that has a bunch of other stuff. If you're OKC and you have like a bunch of other stuff and you have a Josh Green type, like like they're Jalen Williams, like the not not Jalen Williams, the oh my gosh, Jay Williams, <laughs> J Dub or whichever <laughs> one, the yeah. the less good one, the big man. If you have that and like pick ten. You do that all the time, like heck yeah, I do that move. But for the Mavericks, they're just they're just so scarce with their their yeah. assets. But I think I would do this. I think I would do that deal. It's ba- yeah, it's basically Josh and ten for Turner and twenty six. Yeah. And for the Hornets, you know, you're swapping out Terry Rozier's contract for an expiring Buddy Hill contract, um, and then you're you're you know going from pick two, getting seven and ten, while also getting Josh Green and Andrew Nimhard. Yeah, um, who are good. I think it's a pretty good deal for Charlotte and man, then the Pacers have the, that young core of those three. That was my favorite deal that I came up with because I could see all three teams saying, all right, like, yeah, they could all, they yeah. could all talk themselves into it to a certain degree. Yeah. At that point. So what is, what is a Luca Kyrie miles Turner pair like trio do? Well, the thing with that is it, you're swapping you know, birds, it's not like you're adding in a ton of money this year because, yeah. you know, you still like you're basically swapping out the Bertons and Josh Green, ro- you know, rotation spot for Miles Turner at that point. So, and Turner was making, he had that contract where it was like an extension plus, like what he was making. So he was making 36 last year. He's only making 20, pretty much 21 million next year and then 20 million the year after that. So, that, I mean, that's. That's right in the sweet spot for a center. Like that, that's yeah. exactly what you want to be. You don't want to be paying $30, $40 million for a center in today's NBA. Like unless it's Jokic, literally no one else, like literally no one else. $30 million yeah. for like a bam. If you're elite defensively like that, you can stomach that. But uh, yeah, 20, 21 is like so perfect in that range. You can make that, you can make that roster work. Luca Kyrie and miles Turner. Yeah, I mean, we've t- been talking about the $20 million range big man of Turner, Jared Allens, yeah. you know, those type of bigs. Um, actually, coming up next, I have some – let's move down to Portland at three. I have a handful, 
and one massive four teamer that you're gonna oh, have to hold on. Oh my gosh, you have to really jot this down. We have to write it down. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. We're continuing to talk about trades on tomorrow's show. My doppelganger, Grady Dick, will do his draft profile on tomorrow's show. So make sure you come back and for that draft profile. We did Jarris Walker's draft profile yesterday. So if you didn't listen to that show, do that one. We've also done Taylor Hendricks and uh, Anthony Black. So go check out those episodes. And then tomorrow we'll do Grady Dick's draft profile. All right, Isaac, give me another trade. Yeah, tomorrow we'll talk about Dick. Um, and so right now. Pause. <laughs> Let's do a simple three-team trade. Would would Portland entertain uh, Towns for the third pick? Interesting. So let, let's do it. Portland gets Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota gets the third pick. Anthony Simons and Davis Bertons. Dallas gets Nurkic. They get the third pick and Anthony Simons. Yep. And then they, they then they say we don't need Nurkic. We're through to go bear. Yeah, let's let's flip into Dallas for Bertons. So the Mavericks just get get Nurkic for Bertons. Yep. Is it bad that I don't like that? <laughs> the Nurkic fit isn't perfect in Dallas, but if you're telling me you're swapping it out I for know, Davis I, Bertons' no, contract, yes. It, the the problem is like the, when we saw him this season, he wasn't that great, and his contract is it's pretty long, right? Two more years after this, I think. It's uh yeah, he's making 17 million, 18 million and 19 million in the next 3 years. So no for you. It's in the range. I just don't know if he's I don't know if he is he good anymore. <laughs> well, he's better than anything we have. We said um, that about JaVale McGee all summer. I don't know if I believe that's that. That's true. Any, I don't know if I believe that anymore. He he, he also just doesn't fit that what the what their defense is. Like we're going to have the same problem with JaVale. I agree it is like a, a complete upgrade if you're going Davis to to Nurkic, but then all of a sudden you're trying to figure out what to do with that contract. Yeah, that's true. But Okay. Let's do another three teamer here. Yeah. Uh kind of the same concept as Indiana. What if Utah said we want to we want to jump up to the third spot for either Scoot or Brandon Miller? Yeah. And they said, All right, we gotta get the tenth pick from Dallas to combine it, you know, with the ninth pick and say, Here you go with some other pieces. They have a ton of first round picks. They so, do. would you if you're so first off <laughs> first off for Dallas, if Dallas, would you trade Bertons and pick ten for Colin Sexton sixteen and twenty eight? Sixteen and twenty eight, plus Colin Sexton, who's Jaden Hardy but older. Uh, at 16, can I get Derek Lively? Can I? Am I allowed to know if Lively is there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think I. I think I do that. I think I would because, because I, I would rather have two shots at the draft than than just one. Colin Sexton, 16 and 28 for Bertons and 10. Yeah, and you and, get off and you get off Bertons. I'm in, I'm in on that deal for Matt. And then and then Utah turns around and says, "All right, we'll give you pick nine. Pick ten, Kelly Olenek, and let's say Jordan Clarkson agrees to opt in to go yeah. play for Portland, and in future unprotected first. Ooh, so nine, ten, unprotected first, Olenek and Clarkson mm. for pick three, Nurkic, 
Nos Little, and Bertons. That's an that's an interesting one. So Utah cashes in a few a few of the assets here. They get Brandon Miller or Scoot. Yeah. They give up a Lennox and Clarkson. So basically, they you know they get one of those guys. For Portland, they get a Lennox and Clarkson who can help them win now. Help them win now. Then they get two cracks at it. They move from three, but they get nine and ten, and then an un, unprotected future first. And at nine and ten, you could get one of. Jarrett Walker, Taylor Hendricks, and Anthony Black, a Cam Whitmore. Like you're, you're getting a cut, like two more. Yeah. What if they walked out of with Jarrett Walker and Grady Dick at nine and ten? They had a shooter, man, alongside them, and now, now they turned the third pick in Nurkic into Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk, Jarrett Walker, and Grady Dick. That's good. That's good to build around. Yeah. And and you're you're trying to do the two things. They they've they've been straddling this line of like competing but also we're going to develop Simons. We're going to take Sharp. Like we're going to do we're going to do both things. And yeah. this this trade allows them to keep doing both things. So that's interesting for the Blazers. All right. Let's do this. The four team trade. Oh boy. Okay, I'm going to sitting back. Portland, yeah. Atlanta, Boston, Dallas. Who do you want first? Um, do, okay. do Dallas first. <laughs> Dallas gets a Kongwu and Al Horford. I'm in. I'm in. Whatever it is. <laughs> All God, right. They would be so good for the Mavericks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They're the, like the two centers that can play what, what Jason Kidd wants to run. Boston gets the third overall pick. So Brandon Miller or Scoot. Yeah. Anthony Simons and Nurkic. So they get all three of those from Portland. From Portland. Atlanta gets Jalen Brown and Davis Bertans. Okay. Portland gets DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, pick 10 and pick 15. Mm. So they're sending that out for three and Simons. Yep. And the Mavs are getting Al Horford and Akongwu for 10 and... For 10 and Bertans. You're going to have to pay a Kongwu. That's fine. And Horford is 38, about to be 38, with another year after this at $10 million. He was just the Celtics' second best player in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would say that was Derek White, but Horford was up there. Horford was was really good. Um, He's about to be 37. Okay. But still, a Kong, like just a just a Kongwu for 10, to, to me, is like worth it. Is it? I think so. I, I think he's really good. I think he does what the Maver- like he's mobile enough that the, he does what the Mavericks need. Like if they're gonna just be so stubborn on this, on this type of defense, he's the one to to run it. He's he's like he's bam. I mean he's bam. So for Portland in this scenario, they swap. They basically swap out Simons for DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan, and then you just, swap which is not out- great. What do you mean? I just don't, I don't think that's good for Portland. That's a you're, really yeah, man. See, I I think I would be really Simons interested is, in that. Simons is good. I mean, I think Simons is good too. But to have another wing out there and DeAndre Hunter, yeah, you're you're getting better fit wise, but not talent, they're not going to win talent. Jack with two small guards with Simons and Dame. Well, they did with him and CJ. I mean, it's just going to take Simons. I, mean, I guess that's... Simons is twenty. What twenty three? Okay, well, never mind. You don't like this for Portland. I don't. If it's Atlanta. Atlanta's trading DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan, pick 15, 
and a Kongwu, but you're getting Jalen Brown and you form a starting five of Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Jalen Brown, John Collins, and Capella. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. If you're Boston, you get Scooter, Brandon Miller, and then you swap out Jalen Brown and Al Horford for Simons and Nurkic. Simons would help their some of their offensive things for sure. Nurkic would be weird for them, but you have Robert Williams, so maybe yeah. Nurkic is just like your – I debated on – I'm like – Rob Williams instead of Horford to the Mavs. But then it's like yeah. Hor- Rob Williams and a Kongwu together. But the fact that you think you would give up the 10th pick straight up for a Kongwu right now is interesting. Yeah, would you? Sounds like you wouldn't. I don't know. I don't I don't think I would. He was the 6th pick in the 2020 draft. Yeah. But he and- still doesn't like start for him. No, cuz they have Capella. Interesting. Okay. Somebody just got really confused on that fourteen. Oh, for sure, we confused several. If you're if you're still listening and you're not confused, send us a message. Comment below and say if you're not confused. Can't okay, just well, let's do the let's keep talking about like a Kongwu thing. So you wouldn't do ten just straight up for they're like all right, ten for a Kongwu. We don't think we're gonna pay him, and you go ahead and take him. He's because he's kind of in the Josh Green spot, right? Like they got to figure out if they're gonna pay him. Yeah, he's making eight million next year. Yeah, man, I don't know. I I. I would need to really dive into more Kongwu stuff. He comes in day one and starts. I know, but I just got to figure out how good he can be. I need to. I would. I, I need to really jump on. You're talking about the. Ten, you're talking about the tenth pick. And you get one year to try and figure out what you're going to do with him. I know, but he doesn't even start for Atlanta, and I, I. I know. I know they have Capella, but for you to like, for us to just say like, dude, he's our answer at the center spot. I just need to. I need to know a little bit more before I commit to that. Because you're also committing to paying him. So But not but not to how much. Yeah. It's interesting though. But man, if we could get a Kongu and Horford. That that's a good that's a good deal. For the tenth overall pick. And get uh, Davis. Just to end it for the fun of it, let me give you two non Mavs trades. Does this have seven teams in it or? No, it's just two teams <laughs> for each. Uh, it's back to Charlotte at two. Okay. Um, if you're Brooklyn, would you – like, you're not going anywhere. Would you call up and offer Mikel Bridges 20 and 21 for pick two and Terry Rozier and just say, sell my whole no, fan base they, they on Scoot? They wouldn't trade Mikel Bridges for four first-round picks. I <laughs> – don't they're not, this is bringing up the same quality. Like I've went over know, this but, a million I know, but times. They're not adding picks to that. It's it's Mikhail Bridges for that third like, for Scoot. Yeah, Scoot is you're putting Scoot on like billboards. Are you are you are you putting Mikhail Bridges on billboards? I mean, I they love Mikhail are. Bridges. They probably are. Right now. Okay. So my last one is actually you put it on a bridge, not a billboard. Sorry. <laughs> my last one is Washington. Uh, would Charlotte do now this this just reeks of a classic Charlotte trade. So Gordon Hayward and pick two for Brad Beal, Johnny Davis, and eight. Gordon Hayward and two for Brad Beal? Brad Beal, Johnny Davis, and pick eight. So you're taking you get you get Brad Beal and you move move down six spots. Yeah, you're swapping out Hayward for Bradley Beal and Johnny Davis. <laughs> Who was the tenth over pick last year? But shout out to Brad Beal for getting to move from DC to Charlotte. What a weird move that would be. Uh, then Washington gets Scoot 
and says, all right, that'd be great guard. for them. And Charlotte, I mean, isn't that the classic Charlotte move though? It's like, yes, so. give us Bradley Beal. And you move down six spots and can we get a, can we get $20 million more and, uh, and $20 million better Terry Rogier and just try and run that back. Can we do that? I actually don't hate that trade. I mean, like LaMelo, Brad Beal. Then you're looking at Jairus Walker or whoever. Beal's deal is so – I'm so interested in what Michael Winger, the new uh, guy that's running the Wizards, what he's going to do with Beal. If he's going to – like, does he have value? Is that is that contract valuable across the league? Oh, or somebody is will it, take that, yeah. But, but take it for what? What does that mean? Is that – That's my first conversation I'm having if I'm Winger. Oh, he's Brad, what do, you, like, what do you want? Like, Dude, should he care what he wants? Uh, yeah, because he has a no trade clause. Yeah, that's true. It's a good the only one in the league. It's a very good point. That is a ridiculous contract. How did Brad? Absolutely insane. Bradley Tommy Beal. Shepard should be in the Bahamas right now and just like, <laughs> dude, Brad Beal hooked me up. Three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA. Just holding Wizards over a barrel. Like, this sounds like a classic can Portland I, move, too. Can, yeah, it does. Can I read his, his contract out loud to you? Please do. Next year. $46.7 million, $50 million, $53.6 million, $57 million player option in the last year. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna Shout be, out to that second tax apron. He's going to be 30 in uh, in June. It sucks how much money changes a player. Like I know. He's not that bad, but just because that he's not bad. He's, he's not bad at all. But we're I mean we're, but he, he's 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 only a three time all star. <laughs> well, and yeah. injuries too. Injuries has really hampered him from being as good as he can be too. Yeah. I mean he he led the league in scoring, or he was close. He thirty one he averaged thirty and thirty one points two years in a row. All right, there you go. There's some trades. If uh, Let us know which one you do, which which player you'd want on the Mavericks. Tomorrow we'll do our Grady Dick draft profile. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.